0: This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, the 7th of November. In your Squiz today, world leaders meet for the climate, an Aussie killed in Ukraine, flooding continues in New South Wales, and researching life on other planets. This is your Squiz today. Claire, the United Nations Annual Conference for Climate Action started yesterday in Egypt. It's called COP27, and it'll bring together world leaders from more than 120 countries to discuss what the UN has called woefully inadequate global efforts to cut emissions. And you might want to start by telling us exactly what a COP is.
1: Yeah, it's
0: a good place to start, I guess.
1: Uh, We're deep in United Nations shorthand with that one. Uh, It's an acronym for Conference of the Parties, which just means that it's a big meeting of the major decision makers. And on climate action, there's an annual COP that brings together political leaders and thousands of others. Uh, In total, there are 30,000 people in Egypt for this two-week-long meeting. Uh, This time, it's more of a run-of-the-mill meeting. Uh, Every five years, they review the emissions reduction targets uh, to assess what needs to be done uh, to keep global warming to 1.5 to 2 degrees Celsius, and that happened last year in Glasgow. This time around, there's a lot of focus on action because the United Nations' latest figures show that we're on track for a 2.5 degree increase. Yeah,
0: and the UN Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, has been pretty vocal about global efforts to stem those emissions. He says a key part of the fight against climate change is getting wealthy nations on board with giving financial aid to developing countries.
1: Yeah, he says that the world's on track for a catastrophe if wealthy nations, uh, who are the largest contributors to global emissions, don't step up. Uh, As for where Australia is up to, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese isn't going to Egypt. Uh, He's sending climate change Energy Minister Chris Bowen to go in his place. Australia's approach has changed quite a bit since COP26, uh, and that's down to the new government and a 43% emissions reduction target by 2030. Uh, you might remember that the Morrison government's short-term target was a 26 to 28% emissions reduction target. So that's a change. Uh, also on our agenda in Egypt uh, is a pitch to host the COP meeting in 2026 and that would be done in conjunction with our Pacific neighbours.
0: Yeah, and one man who's not on board with the Albanese government's approach is Nationals leader David Littleproud. He reckons Australia's goals and timelines aren't really realistic and he says it will add costs to our already high energy bills. The conference will run until the end of next week. Claire, a Queensland man has been named as the third Australian killed in Ukraine. His name was Trevor Cheldal, and he was fighting in the Luhanks region last week when his battalion came under fire from Russian soldiers.
1: Yeah, he was fighting with volunteers from the US, the UK and parts of Europe. Uh, reports say that he came under fire from Russian soldiers and died last Wednesday. The Australian government's advice is to stay out of it. Um, but Chiddell was went there in March, despite having no ties to Ukraine or any previous military experience. He's the third Australian to die in the war. There are no official figures on Australians fighting in Ukraine, but some reports say that between 200 and 600
0: are involved. And someone who's looking to gather more troops is Russian President Vladimir Putin. He's just signed a new law which will allow him to recruit criminals who have actually been convicted of things like murder, robbery, and drug trafficking, and that gives him access to hundreds of thousands of people who have just been released from prison or who are on probation. Flooding is still hitting some parts of Australia, Claire. The central west of New South Wales in particular has had a tough weekend. The Lachlan River has peaked at 10.7 metres in Forbes and that's the highest it's been in 70 years.
1: Yeah, the pictures of Forbes underwater are just incredible. Uh, Until some repairs have been made, locals have been told to boil their water for drinking, uh, giving to pets, cleaning their teeth, basically any time that water could be consumed. Uh, And further south, the Murrumbidgee, River at Wagga also peaked and that forced hundreds to evacuate Uh, and downstream towns are now on alert for flooding later
0: this week. And authorities have also issued another warning. They say that the wet and warm conditions in eastern Australia could lead to a bumper breeding season for snakes. They've warned people who live particularly close to rivers or wetlands to keep an eye out for serpent visitors in their backyards. Talk about an unwelcome development there. Claire, you could say Twitter hasn't really left the news headlines since Elon Musk. Took over last week. The company's confirmed some big cost cutting measures, and that includes sacking half of its staff.
1: Yeah, look, Twitter really
0: hasn't been out of the
1: news with Elon Musk for months now, (laughs) it seems. But look, on this, uh, Australia's 40 staff are said to be affected by those staff layoffs. Uh, It happened late on Friday. There's plenty who are getting locked out of their work accounts. It's not confirmed exactly what the impact is, but it's expected that there will be some clarity on that today. Uh, But pretty much all of the senior execs from Twitter have resigned or have been let go by Musk. Musk, Uh, he says that it's necessary because the company is losing about $4 million a day.
0: Musk is also moving pretty quickly to get users to pay, particularly those with a blue tick that verifies they are who they say they are. It's also a bit of a prestige point for many. I was speaking to you last week about this, Claire. I've got one of those on my personal account and I'm Mm. going to have to decide whether I want to shell out $8 US a month for it.
1: (laughs) Look, you're a bit fancy with your blue ticks, so you're going to have to decide whether you want to keep it or not.
0: It is a prestige point. (laughs) Claire, we've all had a lot on our minds in the past couple of years, but some researchers at St. Andrews University are taking it to the next level. They want to figure out what we should do and say if we ever make contact with life forms on other planets.
1: Yeah, look, COVID has been a bit of a difficult stretch for many. This is a whole (laughs) other level of concern, I guess. And some people's jobs are just so interesting, aren't they? (laughs) Look, Dr John Elliott is his name. He's leading this pretty big project. Uh, He's putting in place the protocols uh, for what we say and what we might need to do if aliens get in touch Um, he says that we need to be ready and this is the quote uh, for an event that could turn into reality as early as tomorrow and which we cannot afford to mismanage so he's definitely right on that score about mismanagement as early as tomorrow is a bit confounding but look (laughs) Discussions about UFOs and extraterrestrial life isn't really a joke much anymore. It's being taken very seriously, uh, including by NASA and the US Department of Defence.
0: Yeah, they've actually presented to Congress this year. They said that there's been 143 sightings since 2004 that cannot be explained And there's a long way to go to shore all that up, but it's nice to know that someone is planning some talking points and an action plan in case the aliens do get in touch. Yep, Dr Elliot's got our back on (laughs) that. Thank goodness. (laughs) Claire, before we go, a big shout out to the team because we've been nominated for an Australian Podcast Award for Best Publisher.
1: Yeah, I know. It was a really nice way to end Friday with that announcement. Um, we're very proud of all of our podcasts, particularly Squish Shortcuts, Squiz Today, which we're talking on right now, Uh, and of course Squiz Kids, and a lot of work goes into all of them, and we have really such a great gang of podcast listeners
0: uh, who are there for us each and every day. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you Squizzes. so thank you so much for your support, and we've got some more podcasts coming, so stay tuned for that. And that wraps us up for the day. We hope you have a great start to the week, and we'll be back in your ears tomorrow.